Hannah means family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Welcome, everybody. This is the Disney Plus Us podcast. I am your host, Jay. I'm Andrea. And this is a podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus streaming service. And you are so lucky, my dear friends. I'm just going to call you Lucky Beans from now on. Lucky Beans. Lucky Beans, because they have landed on one of the biggest episodes we will have. Ever. (laughs) And it is called... (laughs) (laughs) The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. And why is this so special? Well, folks, if you haven't been following along, we've been watching every single Disney animated feature in chronological order. We started with Snow White way back in the 1930s. And now we are up to 1989, I believe, with the release of The Little Mermaid and the kicking off of the Disney animated renaissance. Oh, we have been waiting for this for a while. It's not that it was a slog to get here. No, there were some great movies in there. But I feel like with the kickoff of The Little Mermaid, this is the start of my childhood Disney movies. Oh, yeah. Me too. So I'm pretty excited for this. Oh, speaking of why this is awesome, we do have a super secret surprise guest. Should we... Reveal the identity. No, let's make people listen and they'll find out at the halfway point after we watch the movie. Yes. Who our secret special guest is. I like it. Oh, it's a humdinger too. It's going to be fun. You'll remember this one, everyone. (laughs) My dear darling wife, how are you? I'm doing great. I am looking forward to watching this movie. Um, I'm looking forward to dinner which is seafood. What is dinner? What's going on? We have ordered some seafood in. It will be delivered to us, and we will watch The Little Mermaid as <laughs> we're eating seafood, which is terrible. From Red Lobster. Really terrible. Yes. All oh. those cheddar biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits, baby. You know, we name a lot of brands and things on this show. We don't get any endorsements. We're not that cool. So no. we just talk about things, but they're not paying us. No. That's that, my story. That's a good story. Thank you. What's going on with you, Jay? Oh, glad you <laughs> asked. <laughs> oh, uh, I finished a book last night and I'm proud Ooh. of it. It seems like I start a lot of books and don't finish a lot of books, but I have been. Uh, this one was a Stephen King novel. And it was called The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. And Mm. it's about a girl who got lost in the woods. Mm. And the twist is she's only nine, Mm. but she has a Walkman with her. And she can listen to her Red Sox games every night. And that's kind of what gets her through. So, yeah, that's it was excellent. Highly recommend it if you're into the Stephen King kind of thing. Awesome. But enough waffling. What do you say that we get in to some news? Oh boy. All right, it's news time. September is almost over. It is, which I can hardly believe it just started. I know. It really went fast. Yeah. Well, 
October is around the corner. Okay. And we are all wondering what is coming to Disney Plus in October. Well, I will tell you. Uh, October 1, Maleficent comes, which Maleficent 2 has been there for a long time. Maleficent mm. 1 hasn't. Which is the one you haven't seen either. Exactly. I want to watch the first one, then the second one. Right? Okay. Yeah. So finally, it's getting the first one. So you can actually watch this fine series. That's right. Mm. October 2nd is the uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Okay. Cheaper by the dozen, <laughs> too. All right. Secrets of the Zoo. Uh. I th- and I think that's a TV series. October 9th. Cron- do, you, do you think they're real secrets or do you think they're just like secrets, but they're actually animal facts that <laughs> everyone knows? Yeah, I don't think they would actually. You don't want to know zoo secrets, like the real secrets from the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Just, like the shady underbelly <laughs> of like the zoo and the employees are like running a yeah, drug ring. <laughs> where Herb will uh, take his smoke breaks and occasionally stream you know whatever you know it's just whatever. so it's not real secrets i don't know i haven't seen it okay. but i mean it could be the gross like <laughs> okay here's just inmate uh rob who is now a monkey feeder i don't huh. all right um chronicles of narnia voyage to the dawn treater voyage of the dawn treader yeah yeah that and, one was good oh so it's a movie yeah. Okay. Good. Well, it's on Disney Plus, See, so I, it would be a movie or a TV show. I remember that Chronicles of Narnia was definitely books and movies, but I mm-hmm. just didn't remember Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Treader. Treader is some sort of. It's the one where they're in a boat and they're sailing and they land at all these different islands. And they're all kind of different weird stuffs going on. I see. And they're sailing to the end of the world. Ooh, sounds devastating. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember it being devastating, but maybe it was. <laughs> Why would you sail to the end of the world? Just to see what's there. It's either metaphorical or like... I think it ends up being pretty cool, oh. if I'm remembering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called X2, which I don't know what it's about. It could is be. that an X-Men movie? That's where my brain went. Okay. I don't huh. know. Or is it like some kind of random superhero named X? Uh, I don't, th- I think, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. X2 is coming. Yeah. Right Stuff Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2. I hope this is about space. I really do. It could be. I am really excited. It could not be. October 16th, we have Clouds. Clouds? We watched the trailer last time. Oh, Clouds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, October 20th. Okay. For those who haven't heard last, the episode it's last time. It's a kid and he's got, it's like a st- fault in our stars kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, in the way that it, he has cancer and he's going to die, but yet he makes music and inspiration. And of course he falls in love and it's this whole thing. So moving on, October 23 is Once Upon a Snowman. Never heard of it. I, have I would a assume feeling, it's about a snowman. I have a feeling. Is it the Olaf one? Oh, is it? I don't think so. I hope not. Mm. Okay. And what do you have against Olaf? Yeah, right. You saw it. No, that was Olaf's Christmas. Or oh. whatever. That was a different thing. 
That was terrible. They tacked it in front of Coco. It was only terrible because we thought we'd walked into the wrong movie. Everybody did. It was like 20 minutes long. You're like, and it what sucked. is this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Coco was so good. Oh, Coco was one of the best. Yeah. Anyway. It, it deserves to be included in the Renaissance, maybe. I don't know. Well, that we'll time get period. to it. Yeah. 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 I mean, eventually. Eventually. Okay. And the biggest news I got for you, October 30th. Mandalorian season two, episode one. (sighs) I know (laughs) we can't even stand it over here. The Mandalorian, we watched the trailer and it was just incredible. Which my birthday was last weekend. I got a baby Yoda bobblehead. Oh, we need to bring him in the studio. And he's so cute. And now he sits on my bedside table and bobbles at me. Oh, okay. What do you say we switch gears a little and watch the WandaVision trailer? Okay. So WandaVision, this trailer just dropped, and a lot of people are pretty excited about it. And now this is in the Marvel Universe? Yes, it is. And I'm a little confused. I think she's an alien, but here we go. Let's watch it, and maybe we can decipher more of what this is about. Okay. Marvel Studios. And this is a black and white TV. It's twilight time. Wanda and Vision. Oh, we have five pets. This is our home now. I want us to fit in. It's very like Dick Van Dyke. This is going to be a gas. Black and white. How long have you been married and why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from. Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. She's zoning out. This is really happening. Am I dead? No. Now it's in color. Why would you think that? Because you are. couple you know oh i don't think that was ever in question wanda vision see now i missed a few of the like marvel avengers movies in there so i kind of missed the introduction of vision and wanda i don't think that was ever introduced. I but think they this is show it. up in Endgame. Oh, do they? Yeah, and Endgame and the one before it. Interesting. So, but I'm like, who are these people? And somehow they become important. And so now I'm still like, who are these people? Yes. Yeah, it is very much a learning curve, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. However, I'm excited. I feel that this is... It just looks so funky and weird. I saw I saw references to like Leave It to Beaver and Bewitched. And we saw the mom from that 70s show. Mm. So I thought it was a pretty good trailer, even though it was a little obtuse. Okay. Yeah, I was confused, but I'll probably see it. So I guess the trailer did its job. Well, I'm your husband, so I'm <laughs> definitely going to be playing it. All right. All right. And let's move on. Little Mermaid. Yeah. 
Tell me about it in your life. We both have seen it. Obviously, everybody's oh, seen yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember seeing this in theaters. It came out when I was quite young, under five years old. Um, but I do remember I was the Little Mermaid for Halloween, maybe the next year. Really? After it came out, my mom made me this cool, like it was out of felt and it had a tail. And I had like this peach onesie with the seashells, like a leotard type thing, but it was like skin colored. But then I had the seashells on and I had this awesome red wig. It was oh so cool. Oh my gosh, that so, sounds adorable. Yeah, I was a pretty awesome little mermaid when I was like five. What about you? Well, I remember seeing it in the State Theater, which was our downtown theater. Mm. It was only one screen, and it had an upper deck. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Were and you excited about it? Do you remember? I didn't know why I was going, but you it just was like, oh, well, movie theater. It was one of those moments where the whole town was a buzz. All my friends knew to go see it. All my all the parents are going. It was a phenomenon. And as soon as the credits rolled, I mean, I had a blast. I had I, I thought it was fun. I like I was playing Little Mermaid. As you play games and imagination when you're a kid and um I think I really like Flounder. Oh, okay. I also remember being at the swimming pool and pretending I was a mermaid by putting my legs together and like trying to swim with my legs together. Did you ever do that? I'm sure I did. No. Yeah, that's just adorable. All right. So we do have an improv prepared. It's a little wacky. Is it an improv if we've prepared it? (laughs) Yes, because I don't <laughs> know what's going to happen. Oh. So the idea So we've prepared is the situation. You and I are a- approaching... King, king Triton, mm-hmm. the king of the merfolk. You'll remember him, big, like, bushy, white, long beard, and big crown, and he carried a big trident with him, and he ruled the ocean. Yeah. So we're going to be people, fish of various kinds, approaching the king to help him sort out. We're assuming if he rules, he has to deal with some of the like not so glamorous day-to-day stuff. Uh, so we're going to play that out here for you. All right. Well, um, shall we get started? Oh, I should say, King Triton, we only have two people here, and we both want to play the the people asking for help. So we've pre-recorded some responses King Triton could give. No, is giving. Is giving. He can only respond three different ways. So we'll see how this goes. (laughs) King Triton is now in court. You please gather ye near, hear ye, hear ye, and we will hear your supplication. <clears throat> yes, Hector the Clam here. I'm a resident under King Triton. I have been living here all my life, and I live over in just the... It's known as the Pearl Factory, but, you know, I'm a boy mm-hmm. clam, so you know what it is. <clears throat> so, King Triton... Thank you for hearing me. I have a a quarrel with my wife. Turns out she is hoarding all the pearls. 
And she says, they are hers, therefore she gets to keep them. And I'm saying, we are married, they are our pearls. And I feel this is unjust. What should I do? Very well, I have assigned barnacles to aid you. All right, thank you. (laughs) Next up. Uh, King King Triton, um, I I I was swimming with my school of fish, and and and, and the school of fish they swam off without me, and 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 so so now I'm all alone, and I was wondering like, um, how can I find my school of fish, or am I just doomed forever? No, you are henceforth banished from my ocean. What? <laughs> okay. Why, hello, yes, I'm, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, yes, hold on, pardon, pardon me, yes, it is I, Edward the Needle Nose Fish, and I have a problem, I have accidentally murdered somebody, just because I am shaped like a needle. I was sleeping, and then I night sneezed, and that is a thing, and I have killed my neighbor, it speared him right through the gut. Should I kill myself? Should I breathe air? No, you are henceforth banished from my ocean. Thank you. (laughs) Excuse me, your highness. I am a stingray. And I normally swim around these parts and I have and find a sunken ship with some beautiful treasure in it. However, lots of other folks found the same sunken ship, and now we're all fighting over the treasure. What should we do? Cut it in half. Oh, you are so wise, King Triton. The king is now leaving his court. Have a good day. And And scene. Wow. I feel like we really experienced something there. There was a, there was a moment where I was in court under the ocean. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Speaking of that, how about we actually watch the trailer to this shindig? See, see what the hubbub is about. Let's do it. See what maybe our parents saw. And, and they're like, let's bring little Jay and little Andrea to experience something. To be clear, we did not go at the same time or no. even in the same city. No, we didn't know each other. No, then. we did not. But here we go. For over 50 years, Walt Disney has turned classic stories into classic animated motion pictures. We're seeing Bambi and Sleeping Beauty. Now the tradition continues as one of the world's greatest stories becomes the newest Disney motion picture classic. The Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Up where they walk, up where they run. Up where they stay all day in the sun. It's the story of Ariel, 
a beautiful we young get a couple songs? wants to become human. He's very handsome, isn't he? I don't know. He looks kind of hairy and slobbery to me. Not that one. The other one. And she'll strike a bargain with a powerful sea witch. Have we got a deal? To make her dream come true. What I want from you is your voice. My voice? You've got it, sweet case. You've been turned into a human. Have you lost your senses completely? The human world, it's a mess. Now, the Little Mermaid is exploring the mysteries of her strange new world. What's your name? What's wrong? You can't speak? But to regain her voice, the sea witch's spell must be broken. Move it! We got an emergency here! Broken by the kiss of true love. Kiss the girl. It's Walt Disney Pictures' 28th full-length animated motion picture, featuring dozens of delightful new Disney characters and seven magical new songs. This holiday season, share the wonder and magic of a very special entertainment event. A fantastic adventure above the waves and under the sea. Under the sea! Under the sea! The wind is Walt Disney Pictures, The Little Mermaid. Ayo! Oh man, that did make me really want to yeah, see the movie. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this. Speaking of which, how about we actually watch this? One, two, three, four! It's time for the movie! Which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn! There could be spoilers! We'll be back in... And we are back. We are back. And with us, we have a very special guest. I can't believe we nailed this guest down. It's very... She's very hard to get. Very busy. <laughs> very high commodity. We are here with Andrea's mom, Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Hi. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. So we all just watched The Little Mermaid. Yeah. So, initial reactions. Mom, let's get yours first. Well, I think I liked it better than um, than I did when I was looking at it through your eyes, Andrea, as a uh, three- or four-year-old. Huh. That's interesting. What do you mean by that? Well, when you're... a when you're a parent, uh, especially a parent of a preschooler, you never want to um, have your child have nightmares over something that they've seen. Or encourage them to rebel against their parents, right? Or rebelling. <laughs> I mean, let's look at um, let's look at the the parenting skills that uh, that King. Triton doesn't have. He loves his daughter, but there's the communication isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, so now, having been through, had a teenager, kids are moved away, now you can enjoy it as a story without it hitting too close to home. So how did you, what was your reaction to it now as an adult? Um, she was... A, a, a silly teenage girl with a crush and um 
So someone, I, I feel like someone should have taught her the difference between a crush and love as a as a 16 year old yeah they did but throw the it, word love around a lot and i never saw her and eric have a real conversation well she was missing a voice <laughs> 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 all right so, so jay what was your reaction you know i loved it i thought man we have hit something special uh the music was out of the world the animation yes. was incredible mm-hmm everything was just firing on cylinders that any previous movie with from the fir- previous 50 years hasn't touched this is the first after what was the song part of your world part of your world after mm-hmm. that song ended i said andrea this was disney's first showstopper like i i was like whoa this song is epic it's great and everything just seem to be a very high quality production. Yeah, I I loved it too. I remember loving it as a kid. There were things I noticed this time around, like I related a lot to Sebastian, <laughs> just trying to keep things together. And he put on these magnificent, like amazing, amazing musical numbers. And they turn around at the end and she'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed watching it again. Love the songs. I can see why this was a huge hit. I love the songs as well. And, um, you know, the, the score and the songs are written by Alan Menken. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked up some of the things, other Disney musicals and Broadway musicals. Um, I think he is in the process of um, writing, or, or he just finished the score for the live action Broadway, um, The Little Mermaid production ah. in the spring. So All uh, right. he's pretty amazing musician. Yeah, I, I think the music is head and shoulders above what we've seen from Disney so far. And I think it's due to the excitement he brought and kind of the style of Broadway that he brought with him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without further ado, I say let's jump into the run through. Let's let's go through blow by blow on uh, this Little Mermaid movie. So the movie starts with. Like it was a ship sailing on the ocean. Yeah, you hear the sailors singing about fathoms below, and you hear the sailors talking to Prince Eric about mermaids. And is this where we learn that he's looking for a girl? Um. No, I don't think no, so. No, I think that's later. Yeah. So all we hear is, "Oh, you don't know about the merfolk." And then you see a fish escape out of the the sailor's hand, drop down into the water, and heave a sigh of relief. Floats away, opening credits. <laughs> I saw the contrast of the gray skies and clouds. It was certainly not a beautiful day at sea. Maybe some rough waters. And yeah. then when that when that fish escaped and went under under the sea you know and that song starts we saw the beauty that ariel lived in 
Yeah, you see all the vibrancy and color of all of it. And calm, yeah. And and above, you know, it wasn't, it may not have been better. You know, the grass or the seaweed may not have been greener. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point is throughout the movie, they, they contrast that above shore below and you kind of see the the difference between below it's beautiful and colorful and then above it's but then about halfway through the movie that flips so and jay's waving me down because we need to keep Mm -hmm. going no no no. okay well i I also wanted to point out that king triton is the one that says or that we learn that king triton may control the waves and to some respect the weather so anyway so the fish swims down we see merfolk we see fish we see color and we see sabat well we see the big entrance with king triton and he's being pulled by these monstrous you know whatever on his big (laughs) conch shell and and then we see little cute sebastian come in afterward with this little goldfish pulling him (laughs) and it's like little like wussy instruments that are dee, 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 dee. and then you see like Sebastian come in and Sebastian gets off his his little I don't know what you call it chariot 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 shell chariot and starts a musical production involving all of Ariel's sisters to which we never really learn any names of any of them they're all A's they yeah. all start with the letter A oh good to a, know aquata a, a, they're all like kind of oceany a names was that in the movie how do you know yeah this? they sing them mm-hmm. oh, the they? Yes, they, oh. uh, yeah they introduce <laughs> okay. they introduce them all yeah they sing their own names and they're like and now we're introducing our sister ariel and the clamshell opens and ariel is not there <laughs> she has not showed up at the concert well and you heard that the King Triton said, oh, my little Ariel, he was so excited to see her perform because she has a beautiful voice. And then Sebastian at the side said, well, yeah, she would show up for rehearsal. Yeah. So already we know she's maybe not super reliable and responsible. We cut to her and her buddy Flounder exploring a dangerous sunken ship. And there are sharks swimming around, and and she's kind of adventurous, and Flounder's kind of a wuss, and and so they're. How old? Huh? How old do you think Flounder is? I mean, she's sixteen. He's he got to be a like couple a years younger. His voice hasn't changed yet. Yeah, it's- so maybe twelve. But fish years can be more complicated. So maybe if he seems like he's twelve human years, he's maybe three months. <laughs> fish years <laughs> so yeah maybe he's hanging out with the cool older mermaid but he's kind of scared and she's doing stuff he feels is dangerous um, but she finds a fork in the middle of the sunken ship and an old pipe and they narrowly escape a shark and they go up to visit scuttle the seagull who might be one of my favorite characters this time around. Really? I think Scuttle was just hilarious all the way through. He's not too bright. <laughs> Buddy Hackett that has the voice um, was, as a kid, I just thought he was 
so funny. Um, I I just saw that Ariel was very self-focused. It was, um, she didn't realize that Flounder was scared. She pushed on and he said, you know, I can't swim that fast. And then, you know, she saw the fork and thought it was the most wonderful thing that she'd ever seen. So she really risked her life and um, Flounder's to for entertainment. I don't know that it, I would call it entertainment. It was an obsession. It was something. Or maybe, a yeah, obsession, obsession with everything human. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is who she adventure. is. It's her personality. Maybe she was bored you know, someplace that she's lived. So it's like living, growing up in a a small town and then, you know, seeing things from the city and, and you can't, you know, you can't go back to the farm once you've seen the city. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of absorbed the culture through the objects and, and then wanted to be a part of that. So then we get to her song her song that she sings, she gets yelled at by her dad because she missed the concert. Then she goes back to her trove of treasures and she sings her song. It's like her treasure cave. Yeah. And we find out through the song what she wants. She wants to be a part of this world where all these treasures came from. It's, it feels magical to her. And like you said, maybe she's, where she's from is not exciting to her anymore, and, and she wants to explore this new place. And then she sees a shadow of the ship pass across, and she goes up to check out this giant ship at and, night. And this is what gets really extreme for me really quickly. Uh, we just have this nice, beautiful moment, this amazing song, just the wonder of it all, and suddenly... There is a, uh, she goes up to kind of do a, a peeping Tom move on, on the, on the ship. <laughs> well, <laughs> and she's, I don't know if I'd call it that. <laughs> she's scoping out, scoping out the market, the meat market on, on the ship and sees Prince Eric. Well, it's Prince Eric's birthday or something. And he has commissioned by, as a gift, uh, a, a giant statue as him as a uh like a soldier in a victorious pose and uh everybody on ship is just this is where we learn that he is after finding a princess finding a wife everybody wants him to find that special someone and, and settle he's down. just not feeling it with like every girl they introduce him to well, I think that, and I think the sculpture of him, I think he was a little embarrassed by it. I think the, um, the official that the palace official that was with him, um, was the one that basically surprised him with that and said, Oh, it was going to be a wedding present, but, um, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's almost like a representation of what they all want him to be. Mm-hmm. And he's not like that. And he's embarrassed and, and kind of like, uh, this is who they want me to be. And I'm definitely not that. Yeah. And that, that relates to his finding a girl and maybe eventually he's going to have to lead a, lead the country. Like we don't see his parents in the picture. 
So we assume eventually he's in charge, right? Well, and and then not soon after, we have some guy like way up high on on the crow's nest say, "Oh no, a hurricane!" <laughs> and then like complete mood change, and the ship starts rocking. And Instant rain, lightning, lightning, and this was a really intense scene. There was powder kegs exploding on the ship. Pretty soon, pretty soon, the ship had exploded, mm-hmm. and Ariel witnessed all of this, and she has to rescue her her crush, Prince Eric, who's mm-hmm. unconscious and can't swim. So she throws him on some driftwood and pulls him to shore. She's in love. Yeah. So she sings to him. And she has decided, I I will be with this guy no matter what. And Sebastian's horrified, and and they're all going to say, no, we're not going to tell the king. Maybe she'll get over it. Uh, but you kind of get the feeling this is the turning point in the movie where she's discovered exactly what she wants, and they can't drag her away from it. Well, back to the ship, I thought it was... Um, interesting that Eric risked his life for the dog, for an animal. He went back to make sure that the dog was yeah. safe and kind of because he was safe the in the lifeboat, and the dog was still on the ship and and was stuck and couldn't get off. That's so Ariel, at this point, is part animal, uh, you know, in in some way, or she's a fish, half fish. And so I think it's um, really telling that that he thinks that that dog's life is important. Yeah. Yeah, they give us a lot of clues. Like, they don't give him a lot of speaking lines or a lot of time to know who he is, but they give us a lot of clues that maybe he's a good guy. Well, and here's my thing. I, as I think as a creative writer, they're like, yeah, yeah, you get it. It's the prince. It's this story. You've heard his story a thousand times. He needs somebody to marry. He doesn't know who to marry. His story really isn't that important. I'm going to say it. So I think they just gave us enough clues to say, yeah, it's that that character you already know. Right. But there's something different about him compared to like Cinderella's prince. Like Cinderella's Mm. prince is really generic and they give us a better sense of who Eric is personality wise like they have him playing the flute and they have him saving his dog and and being kind of playful on their date in the village or whatever so i mean you kind of get a better sense of who he is than you did with some of the other mm-hmm. disney princesses and i remember like kind of liking that as a kid that oh this is not just some generic prince i gotcha uh okay so uh she's rescued the human from drowning she's in love uh, her sisters and father are noticing a difference in her behavior. She's kind of dreamy and and not really paying attention to anything. Sebastian knows what's up. So he's trying to hide the truth from the king, and he's trying to convince Ariel that, you know what, the grass isn't greener. You need to stay down here. And it, you have the classic uh, Academy Award winning song, Under the Sea. Oh man, that was such an amazing number. I I loved Under the Sea. I've heard it a thousand times. Yet tonight when I watched it again, I loved every every moment of it. Mhm. 
Yeah, it it blew my socks off. Like it's still just amazing and so fun to watch. Uh, amazing and and great lyrics, great rhythm, great tune. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. So then you see Flounder kind of steal Ariel away, so she's not there for the end of the song. Sebastian gets dragged back before King Triton to explain who Ariel's in love with. This is a very pivotal scene because <laughs> had Sebastian kept it together and went with, read the room, as they say, Ariel would have been not in the mess she ended up in. But Okay, so again, there's no, why is he communicating with his daughter through Sebastian? Mm. Why doesn't he spend time with her and ask her maybe she won't and talk him. with her like i'm it seems like they're they're kind of at the place where every time they talk he kind of freaks out or loses his temper or just doesn't understand mm-hmm. which you i think is common for a lot of teenagers yeah i don't think they have that relationship where she can just say no. oh i'm in love with a human prince <laughs> yeah. and he be cool about it yeah as Obviously, King Triton hates humans. I, I can't see any scenario where that conversation would go well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think her um, her cave, where she has all the things from up above, looks like um, the inside of Prides of Westport. So she's got <laughs> she's got like a whole box of corkscrews. <laughs> so for those of you who don't live in Kansas City. Prides is this kitchen store, and it's just stuff from floor to ceiling, and it's so everything impressive. you can imagine. Yeah, it's so yes. impressive and fun. But that was her first fork that she's ever found. But she had a whole box of fork screws. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I mean, she's going through sunken ships, so it makes sense that she would have a bunch of corkscrews. Those sailors drink like mm. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So back to the scene. Uh-huh. Sebastian's holding it together. He's trying not to spill the beans about Ariel, who has been with a human man and and rescued him. Uh, and meanwhile, King Triton is going to Sebastian. Hey, I know that Ariel's, Ariel's in love, <laughs> in love, and up to something, and you know something. And poor little Sebastian and his crab brain, he can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, sir, he, he, this is what happened. Ariel swam to the to the top of the sea and rescued a boy and a prince and a human and and right away, Prince or King Triton loses it. Human, he hears, he freaks yeah. out. Sebastian must lead him directly to her like secret treasure trove, and he shows up and he says, "Well, this is the only way to get through to you." And he blasts everything blows up everything with his with his trident, trident. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and so this leaves her entire like cave of knickknacks exploded and she gets the statue destroyed in front of her but yeah. keeps the face somehow that stayed in one piece in the explosion and um and she's devastated. This is probably years of collecting and work and uh-huh. dreaming, and, and it's just been smashed. Enter the eels. So uh. does that seem normal that that a parent would... Destroy the it, secret? If they saw something dangerous that their kid was doing... 
I I would assume that that's a, a instinct. Yeah, that I, you'd want to take the dangerous thing away from your kid. And as as a guy, I I totally get like, oh, I need to destroy this thing that you love in order for you not to be fixated on any. Like I could see this power move. And him not thinking it through, getting lost in the heat of the moment. Really? Like, I think it could, it could, look at football coaches. They go nuts. <laughs> they can throw stuff and throw tantrums. And yeah, absolutely. If he's a single father with seven daughters mm-hmm. and a kingdom to run, and yeah. suddenly one one of the daughters is creating, has uh, had the most like, mortal sin i mean if you have this awesome trident and all this power and she's not listening to reason, no time yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. then we have the eels that come in on behalf of ursula and oh. ursula is the evil sea witch who can help her <laughs> half squid half just yes. crazy big lady. They said she was a squid because she has six tentacles instead of eight. Because six oh. is easier to draw. Cheaper to draw. Yeah, cheaper to draw. Okay, so the eels have different colored eyes. They each have a. They each have like a, a white, white or pink eye and a yellow, yellow eye. Yeah, one was left yellow eye and one was right yellow eye. So, and you kind of got that they were watching things out in the ocean for ursula mm-hmm. so what's the significance of the eyes or do those were they electric eels is that what they were yeah but i have a theory and we can get to it later but ursula okay. uses uh her magic to enchant eric later in the story and his eyes kind of turn those colors as well oh. so i think the eels under her spell yeah but uh, I digress. They come back. Yeah. The eels yeah. bring Ariel back to Ursula's cave. Mm-hmm. Ursula says, oh, dearie, if all you need is, is legs, I can help you out. Thus, you can go to this world. All I need is your voice. <laughs> oh, and you must have a true love's kiss in three days. Yeah, or <laughs> else you belong to me. <laughs> like, it's just an impossible contract, and we're all shouting at the screen, no, don't do it. No. <laughs> and Ariel's still so upset about her scuff with the dad and her lost love. She sees well, no other and- reason not to do it, and so she pulls out her pen and signs Ariel right at the bottom of this contract that was... Um, conjured up by by the witch yeah sea witch takes her voice gives her legs and and sends her on her way so this was the point where sebastian said or she said to sebastian why don't you go tell my father you're really good at that and honestly this would have been the right time to go tell him (laughs) that she was headed that way i'm like yes do it well (laughs) but if he had shown up again and stopped her at that moment you gotta bet she would have tried to go back later Mm. so you can't just put her under lock and key so she has to learn things the hard way that's part of growing up yeah, but, you know, he also had the power to turn her human. So if there would have been dialogue there, he could have 
said, okay, I'll let you try it out. Yeah. If you're, it wouldn't have been you know, as good of a story, though. No, that it would have been a much more boring story. <laughs> it would have been like, yeah. oh, that's nice. <laughs> and credits. Yeah. And credits. <laughs> so, uh, so I noticed as an adult when the next part, when she walks on shore or, you know, she washes up on shore, she has a shell top on, but I'm assuming she has no pants. Yeah, yeah we had that discussion too and they kind of cut around it you don't, they don't give you the option to see what yes. her pants situation is no they do not so i'm guessing that she has no pants but when she comes out of the water at the end king triton has thought about that and, and given she's her wearing clothes. a dress yeah yes yeah, that was nice to not let his daughter walk out of the water with legs and right, no pants Right, but Ursula could care less, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to the story. Um, she's out on she's land. She's washed up, and then the dog comes a-barking, and that's Prince Eric's dog. First, she puts on clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scuttle helps her put wrap a tarp around her. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Eric comes along and uh, says, oh, my gosh, you're the one. You're the one. (laughs) But no, she she didn't. He needed to hear the voice. Uh, He needed to hear her. He was so close to saying you're the one, but then realized she couldn't speak. Yeah. Oh, you can't be. You couldn't be it. Yeah. But he's just as bad as she is because as (laughs) far as like shallow, you're the one. (laughs) Like, without knowing the other person. It's like, she rescued me from drowning, and she was beautiful. Therefore, she is the one. <laughs> yeah, I think the the lo- message on relationships on this is is kind of maybe not should be modeled. <laughs> like, hopefully children aren't like, I'll just wait for somebody to rescue me, and then I will be... I will find a beautiful person who doesn't speak, and they are the one. (laughs) Well, anyway, so she gets dragged into a castle right away and pampered, put in a bubble bath, given a nice big bed, which she's never felt in her life, and uh, then she even had a big meal. Meanwhile, Sebastian has scuttled (laughs) onto uh, into the kitchen. Uh Uh-oh. And he sees all the like fish that are cut up for dinner and the stuffed crab. And he's about to like hurl. He's so disgusted and just nauseated by all the seafood. And the French chef ends up chasing after him with a, a knife and destroying the whole kitchen. It's very funny. Now, wasn't this your your brother, Jameson? Jameson loved this part. Oh. <laughs> this was his, I bet if you ask him to this day, it's still his favorite part. He knows the song still. Wow. <laughs> Le Poisson. <laughs> <laughs> and he still goes, Zutalo, huh? look, I have missed one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, a, he's definitely a, always been a foodie or i guess he wasn't at that point when he watched this but maybe that's why he became a foodie yeah he's not a vegetarian though no no No. he is not so the all the like sebastian being horrified by the seafood obviously didn't make an impression on him okay so once i'm trying to think what happens at the dinner 
Ariel kind of proves she's an idiot and, and like uses the fork in her hair as the dingle hopper. And then she yes. uses, she sees a pipe and thinks it's an instrument. And so she blows uh, really hard into it and gets snarf flat. The snarf flat. Yeah, I think she, yeah, she has a snarf flat. And then Eric sees this, which should be clear signs. Oh, she's not <laughs> she's from <laughs> the human realm. <laughs> she might she's not be all there. <laughs> But when was it? You know what? (laughs) So he takes her on a a nice romantic hop on the town. And then we get to a magical boat ride. And we hear Kiss the Girl. Mm -hmm. Which at first the seagull tries to to put on a song. And And it's not working. (laughs) And then Sebastian's like, hold on, let me do this. And it's the most amazing beautiful song and and the ocean comes together as like frogs will stick to the oars and go sha la 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 when they're out of the water and you know they're like fireflies going around the boat and it's like romantic and beautiful Mm -hmm. and they are like their lips so close and close kissing and then the boat tips over because of the eels the eels did it which i think is cheating I think their contract should be null and void because Uh, Ursula is cheating, but maybe that's in the contract that she can interfere. Well, yeah, right then she's like, okay, this girl's too good. Ursula is saying this. I need to step up my game. And so she transformed into a pretty human girl. Use Ariel's voice. Ariel's voice comes up onto the land and enchants Eric. (laughs) into loving her immediately so ariel wakes up the next day hearing there's going to be a a wedding and for some reason she thinks it's her so who else would it be (laughs) it's like well i I mean he didn't ask me but okay and she comes out of bed really excited And then devastated yeah. once she sees. Who else sees. would it be, right? Yeah, right. there weren't any other girls around. Come on. <laughs> and he's not that impulsive, right? Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I still yeah. think Ariel should have had a good lawyer present when this contract was signed. Oh, like, uh, you yeah. cannot interfere. You can't cheat. You've got to give me a space to get my well, kiss in three days. She's 16. Hello. Yeah, she didn't really think that through when she signed that binding contract for eternity. I can think of a moral of the story. (laughs) Have a good lawyer. (laughs) That's the moral. (laughs) All right. So moving forward, um, the wedding is happening on, on sea, on a ship. As the boat is pulling away from the dock. Which this is at the point where Andrea goes, hey, this is Jameson's wedding. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, right. they're getting married on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. And why do you think they chose to get married on a boat? Maybe because she likes this movie. There's no. 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 Oh, she does. Ah, no, yeah. but no. Why do you think they in the. Oh. Why did oh. Eric and. He spent um, too much time in the castle. Like he's got to go out. He's a he likes being well, out at the sea. Or maybe Ursula and, pushed it because she wanted to be right over the water to make an easy escape. So, ah. um, the sun's about to set. She still has an opportunity. But the boat's pulling away. She's sad. Scuttle shows up and says, 
okay, the girl Eric's about to marry is actually Ursula, and she's using your voice. And Ariel riles up a bunch of birds to go on a kamikaze mission to knock off the necklace of Ursula. They uh, do a great job. Which is the secret to the power of, of her costume. And this allows Eric to see through his own eyes, not the yellow eel mind control eyes, but but his own human <laughs> eyes. And then Ursula mm-hmm. changes, her voice disappears and Ariel gets it. Yeah. And right away... Eric's it, like, it was you all along. Yeah, it didn't take much convincing, whereas I would have been like, hold on. Hold on. Pause <laughs> where, for a minute. Where am I? <laughs> And, yeah. and that happened with you two like several times when you were dating. You didn't realize that it was right. It was you yeah. all along. Yeah. All along. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then Andrew's voice we missed changed. those moments. <laughs> um, anyway, my so, voice changed. <laughs> there's another so girl were, that has Andrew's voice. They were like a second away from kissing. Yes, but missed the opportunity. The sun went down. Thus. Ariel turned back into a mermaid and and got drugged down to the bottom of the water. And this is where Ursula turned the, back to the yes, square. that's the best part when she rips out of her wedding dress and she's this giant squid. And then she like crawls down the aisle. It's kind of badass. <laughs> and, and then she like grows to like eighty times her size or bigger. Well, first she gets down there. Triton interferes oh, and takes right. Ariel's place. Leaving his crown and trident free for Ursula. So this this might be the good dad side of him coming around. I know Mm -hmm. Nancy's giving him some crap earlier, but well, it should have happened earlier. I'm just saying. (laughs) So he shows he loves her. He wants to protect her, even if it destroys him. And. Ursula takes his trident and crown, and she is now queen of the ocean. That's right. So Ursula grows to like 80 times her size. She is a queen. She has the crown on, and she is just zipping lightning and making waves and having a blast, causing a whole heck of a mess. Trying to murder Eric and Ariel, who are in the water. What are those? Um, those toys that you put them in water and they expand. The like sponges, the, sponges that it, grow <laughs> like sponges, but they're like, um, Aren't they, they look pills? like they're plastic. They look like pills yeah. and then they turn into a sponge. Turned into like a dinosaur bath, sponge. Bath yeah. sponges. Yeah. Like, Is that what she was like? <laughs> that's what she was like. She yeah. got wet. <laughs> that's funny. All right. So after that, um, um, Ariel has fallen down to the bottom of the whirlpool while Ursula is aiming and trying to hit her with lightning at the bottom of the whirlpool. And she sees her dad is like this weird little soulless Muppet, the size of like a crab or even Aww. smaller. It's like the size of Sebastian. Yeah. But so why is she trying to kill Ariel? Power. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Tie up loose ends. Yeah. I think she's trying to grab grab all all souls or something she was i don't know new power going for it well and this is when eric steers the ship and well the whirlpool raises the sunken ship oh okay yeah uh, up to the surface and eric is 
able to somehow grab on, get control of the ship, and he steers it directly at Ursula. Popping her, killing her, (laughs) when she dies, all her little, like, shrunken head uh, prisoners are freed. They turn back into mermaids. Right. Suddenly we have... Men and mermaids, yeah. Yeah, Triton's free again, Mm -hmm. and now he's king. And, Again, and Ariel, um, this is is free. Everybody's free. It is a big happy moment of the movie, and it, that brings us to the final scene. Yeah, Ariel is sitting on a rock, watching Eric, who's on the beach, kind of recovering from the whole battle, and Triton is watching his daughter and talking to Sebastian, and saying, "Wow." Okay, she really wants this, doesn't she? She really does love him. And he says, well, I'm going to miss her. And he turns her into a human, gives her clothes, and allows her to go be with Prince Eric. Wedding, saying goodbye. She and her father have repaired their relationship, and they sail off into the rainbow. And credits. And credits. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, someone getting married at 16? I mean, uh, at the time, you know, maybe that was normal. Who knows what time period? <laughs> like if the you're, 80s? If, no, like back in the day. If this was 1800s when castles were a well, thing. Yeah, that's true. When? The average life expectancy is like 28, you know? <laughs> so... I, I I don't have a problem with, with that. Yeah, we don't know how okay. old Eric was. He looked like maybe he was ah. a little bit older. But I don't know. Okay. And well. I think it's time to move to one of my new up-and-coming favorite segments of the show. Okay. And this is the princess scale. All right. And this is a segment in which we rate and compare Ariel to other princesses we have seen so far. Uh-huh. Um, Not that women, disclaimer, women should never be compared. All women are wonderful and delightful and beautiful flowers and, and all yeah. the things. But this is kind of fun, and we like looking at some of the, like, well, Can we score Ursula, too? No. She's she is not, not a, a princess. princess. <laughs> uh, she, I think she was. I think she's actually a younger sister to Triton. Oh, mm. yeah, we yeah. can score Ursula. No, I'm not going to put my foot down. Little girls <laughs> hey, don't dress she's up. She's kind of big. And, Little girls yeah. don't dress up like Ursula. Well, maybe they should. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get into the princess scale. Leadership, morality, fashion, singing, and X Factor. The Disney princess is All right, first quality is leadership. How do you think Ariel ranks on leadership from one to five, one being no leadership skills and five being she is an amazing leader? I I put five. At no point, in my opinion, was she not a leader in her own destiny. She had flounder and uh the crab on her the crab went from an enemy to a ally in Mm -hmm. moments Mm -hmm. and 
She knew how to get what she wanted, even though it did not match what her dad wanted. And, and she had that whole morality thing going on. But yeah, I put down a five. I would give her a three for leadership. I agree. She, I agree with three. She definitely, like, she had some leadership skills. She was fearless. She was able to, uh, especially Sebastian, turn his opinion and get him to help her. Um, but she also was very, like, self-focused. And I feel like a leader should be looking at the people around them and, and maybe helping everyone succeed. So, morality. Oh, you said you agree. Do you have any other? I, I agree with uh, a three uh, just because she um, really rushed into what she wanted, not thinking how it would affect um, her dad or people around her. Yeah. Poor flounder. Yeah. Poor flounder. Yeah. Morality. I gave her a three. Uh, I felt she made some pretty selfish moves. I felt um, she looked to the dark side a little too much for some answers <laughs> at some times. <laughs> uh, it's about me at all cost kind of thing. So I gave her a three. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say a two actually. Cause yeah, her whole motivation was I want what I want. And it wasn't necessarily that she was doing bad things. I mean, disobeying her father, lying to him, turning to the sea witch and all that stuff. But it was really more that she was n not focused on doing the right thing. She was just focused on what she wanted. And some t a lot of times that leads to not so good decisions. What do you think, Nancy? I I would agree that it is. Uh, I would give her a two and a half. Uh, you know, I think if she thought about it, she would know that uh, King Triton had some of the same powers as the Sea Witch, and that she could have. Maybe not as quickly, but she could have gotten the really the same thing uh, safer from someone who genuinely cared about her if she would have taken the time to talk with him and and him get to know her a little bit. Yeah. Fashion sense. I gave her two. What? She only had purple shells on. What? I like purple. I like purple. Okay, but. let's go through this. Purple shells, she rocked it. Yeah. Tarp and rope, she, she wore, rocked it. She wore the heck out of she that She wore the tarp. heck out of that tarp. And then she had that cute pink dress that she wore was to a dinner. Tarp. No, the pink dress she wore yeah. to dinner. It was really cute. Mm -hmm. yeah. Her outfit in town the next day with a little bow, adorable. Um, she wore the same outfit the next day, so it would take All a right. point off. You talked me up to a three. Her wedding dress. I'm not budging. And that blue sparkly dress. She had mm. so many costume changes, and she rocked all of them. I'm going to with a three. <laughs> I'm giving her a four. I'm only, I'll give her a 4.5, actually. I'm taking off half a point because she wore the same outfit two days in a row. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say a four. And um, Disney actually named her tail, 
the color uh, the color of her fins Ariel green. They actually oh. created that color that just for her. So you know, you know, maybe she ought to be a five if you have your own color <laughs> created for you. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, and so you know the shells. Hey, they work and. You know, I mean, they get washed every day as you're wearing them. So, mm -hmm. good point. <laughs> okay, singing ability five, without a doubt. Five, five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll even yeah. need to argue about this. Her voice was, was it... so good, it made this man want to marry her, like knowing nothing else about her. <laughs> yeah. And so that was at Jody Benson. Jody Benson. Yeah. yeah. And her voice yeah. was so good that the sea witch wanted it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. X Factor. X Factor, Jay. It's interesting. Okay, in my in my vision of X Factor, um I think her tenacity or her um just non-stop attitude is her X factor. She would always keep going. She, there was never a moment, moment where she's like, eh, I want to chill and watch <laughs> TV watch TV or something. <laughs> like every moment was dedicated to her quest. And so for that, I'm giving her a four. I All think right. that's, in my mind, that's her X factor, and it, it's totally a four. Mine's similar. I am going to say her X factor quality was that she was fearless, like shark in the sunken ship. Eh, we can handle it. Uh, going up to the surface. Hey, this will be fun. Uh, trading my voice to the sea witch for legs. Sure. Why not <laughs> get a man to kiss me and love me in three days? Okay. I can do that. I mean, she just like, she jumped right in she jumped that carriage with the horse over the ravine and like not oh, a right. sign of fear in her eyes. Like she was fearless. That's uh, right. So I'm giving her a four for that because that was present throughout the movie and oh, served okay. her well, I think in oh. the end. <laughs> Nancy. Although, yeah, I agree with her fearlessness and aggressiveness. I thought she took, unneeded risks with the shark and and flounder you know she went back for the fork or the, her bag with the fork in it twice and she could have been harmed so i think um although she took risks and she was um pretty strong pretty very strong and aggressive um i also I also think she should have gotten him to kiss her since he was so close and should have <laughs> been more aware that Should have grabbed him else. and pulled him in. But well, it has to be know. true love's kiss. From him, I didn't not, know what the... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what the, the rules were, but, you know, I kind of wish she would have... Just grabbed have him and kissed that him. Ursula was going to be... Uh, trying to tip things in her favor. Yeah. So I would give her a three. Okay. Just because, um, yeah. That's fair. Just, yeah, that's a good point. If she were really that fearless and, and assertive, and then she really should have just grabbed him and kissed him. <laughs> that just wasn't done back no, then. No, In the 80s. <laughs> How does Ariel rank amongst our other Disney princesses? 
She is, she is close. Okay. Let me re-rank everybody and then I'll tell you where we are. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay. And I will say this is the first princess that Disney um, produced in 30 years since 1959 Aurora. There was a large dry spell without princesses. I've missed this segment. Okay, so the princesses we've ranked so far have been Cinderella, Aurora, Wendy, Elanui from the Black Cauldron, Alice, we considered Alice a princess, and Ariel. Uh, so now with them re-ranked, Ariel is in second place, only one point behind Cinderella. Yeah, Wendy is third, uh, Aurora is fourth, Elanui is fifth, and Alice is sixth. Poor Alice. <laughs> she was not a good singer. <laughs> no, she was okay. a terrible oh. person all the way around. <laughs> she was pretty oh. terrible. She just got lost and... <laughs> was rude to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ariel almost unseated Cinderella, our queen, but not quite. <laughs> but still, it's wow. a close match. Yeah, it was pretty close. All right, let's move forward to... Here are true facts about the, the Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this point, I think it, it, we just fire away some, some fun true facts about Little Mermaid. Okay. So the Little okay. Mermaid was one of the first stories to be considered after Snow White in the 1930s. So they started storyboarding it. They started thinking about it in the 1930s, but then they set it aside. So when they resurrected it in the 80s, and they're like, okay, let's try and do this again, and they started drafting up the story, turns out they made some of the same changes to the original fairy tale that the team in the 1930s did. And So that they were wow. kind of thinking along the same lines of, okay, here's how we got to change this story. Huh. Nancy, do you have one? Yes. Uh, it was written, the original story was written by Hans Christian Andersen in Denmark, who um, was born in 1805 and died in 1875. So you can safely say that this was written in the probably mid-1800s, this story. Wow. And, uh, the original so, fairy tale is a lot darker. Though. Well, in the 1800s, yes. you could get hitched at 16. <laughs> you were an old maid at age 16. Oh, she didn't end up getting married. In the original fairy tale. No. No. She right. ended up returning to the sea and becoming sea foam. Foam. Huh. Like, she yeah. dies. I like Disney's version And the better. prince ends up, like, picking some other girl. Yeah. yeah. Disney Disney hammered this one. Maybe more realistic, but we like the Disney version better. <laughs> Not so the, the part. score was written, score and songs were written by Alan Menken, who also did Hercules, Pocahontas, Tangled, Enchanted, Little Shop of Horrors, Beauty, Beauty and, the, and Beast. the Beast, Aladdin, Newsies, and um, so, you know, they got one of the best to write the scores and and it shows yeah it it actually won an academy award for best score best original score another academy award was won for best song 
Under the sea. Which I have a fun fact about that. What was the guy's name? Bob, the guy who they made a documentary about him. Uh, Harold. Harold. I don't remember so, his last name. Harold was the writer, the everything man. And he convinced the team. They originally wanted Sebastian to be English and be proper. <laughs> but he convinced them, no, no, let's, let's have him be Caribbean. And that allowed them to write the Under the Sea, which won an Academy Award. Yeah, smart. So the guy who played Sebastian, Samuel E. Wright, was a big, big Broadway star. So he was like amazing Broadway performer, and they pulled him in to play the voice of Sebastian. Uh, since this movie, he played the original role of Mufasa for Lion King on oh. Broadway. So he was wow. the first person to play that role on Broadway. Um, he was chosen to play the Scarecrow in the 1995 Apollo Theater revival of The Wiz alongside mm-hmm. Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. He's got a whole long list of, of Broadway credits, and he was definitely the right person to play Sebastian. Uh, there are several shots of Ariel sitting on a rock in a pose reminiscent of mm-hmm. the Little Mermaid statue that sits in Copenhagen Harbor. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. so kind of yes. an homage to the original story. Yes, to- to Hans Christian Andersen. So they almost so, pulled. Oh, go ahead. Um, so a grocery store chain employee saw an inappropriate castle spire <laughs> in the 1990-91 uh, cover shot of. I, I remember. Uh, must this. have been. Must have been the the. Uh, I guess it was the. Um, it was the VHS, VHS, yeah, VHS cover, and they pulled it. Yeah, so it was it was on there from ninety to ninety one. I remember kids giggling about that when I was a kid. My neighbor had it, <laughs> and I was looking at it. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I know the shape. <laughs> I remember that. That's hilarious. Um, they almost pulled the song Part of Your World because when they did an early screening, that was just like a black and white storyboarded with the, the audio for a bunch of kids. The kids got restless and bored during the song. So the a guy in charge got nervous and wanted to pull the song. And so they tried to, they did all this to try and convince him that it was going to be okay. And they said, hey, listen, kids got restless during Over the Rainbow in Wizard of Oz. You've got to let us try and keep this. So mm-hmm. they, the guy said, okay, do it in color and we'll try it again. So they, they added color to it. They made it fully animated and then did it again for the kids and the kids loved it. So good thing they kept it in. Wow. Okay, scheduling conflicts with Star Trek The Next Generation forced Patrick Stewart to turn down the role of King Triton. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I would have liked him as King Triton. I have one more if if anybody else has any. I'm tapped out, yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so uh, Ursula, the sea witch, says in there... Um, 
something about her you uh, that she used to live in the castle and and she was wasting away to nothing and so she um she was a daughter of poseidon and a younger sister to king titan and their mother queen athena was also killed by a pirate ship as was ariel's mother ah so a lot of backstory there on why triton hates the humans hates humans yes okay i said i have one more i actually have three but they're Uh all super fast okay all right first one jody benson saying part of your world in the dark to get that under the sea feeling second Ariel is the first Disney princess to have biological siblings. Oh. And the last one, and I promise this is my last, Jim Carrey auditioned for the role of Prince Eric. What? (laughs) I know. I know. He he went for it. All righty (laughs) then. Can you imagine that? Oh, that would be horrible. Do not go in there. So, uh, are there any morals that we can learn? Here, let me, yeah. I got a whole segment for that. Here we go. Okay. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Moral number one. And the moral of today's story is... I have so many. (laughs) First is, do not sign a contract without reading it. At the very least, read it. If you don't understand it, get a lawyer. (laughs) Don't oh, use emotion <laughs> because both her dad and her signed an emotion. Yeah, yes. that's true. And it did not don't turn let, out well. Don't let anyone take your voice away. This was something like when I was doing the like girls to women, women and technology thing in middle school. Yes. They started telling us, here's what's wrong with the little mermaid. She gave up her voice to try and get a man and you should never do that. And all the girls in the room were like, what, how dare you say bad things about the little mermaid? But now Mm -hmm. I'm like, they were right. Like they'd show this whole thing where she gave up the most powerful part of herself just to try and go get some guy. And well, yeah. And speaking of women, how many women were, you know, the, the people that the women that worked at the castle were gossiping about her and really, instead of helping her, women don't, you don't get ahead by not supporting other women. I am going to play a little into that and just say like, you kind of need legs if you're going after a human. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. She should have looked for a better deal because that was one of her defining characteristics was her voice. Her singing voice. And it was the one thing that could really make Eric fall in love with her was her voice. And that got taken away. Um, you don't have to want the same, want or have the same life as your parents. Mm. So really neither one of them wanted the same life that they're neither at. Uh, the prince or Ariel did not want the same life that their parents have. But, you know, I would say, you know, keep, keep the communication, communication with people that you say that you love, you need to keep the, the doors open to that communication. Both, both of them, I think are at fault. 
yeah. both the King uh, King Triton and uh, Princess Ariel. If you have no knowledge of something, don't just make something up. <laughs> that could come back to bite you later. Scuttle. Scuttle. Oh, man, that guy. <laughs> he made life fun, you know? My favorite is... I can't make out a heartbeat <laughs> when his ear is on her foot. <laughs> Not good. Not can't good. Hear her can't hear her heart. <laughs> oh, funny. Pretty funny. Well, I will say at, at a certain age, you can start to make up things, and sometimes they're right. Yeah. <laughs> but he obviously wasn't at that age yet. No. No. Or maybe too, or maybe past it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe past it. Yeah. Right. Okay, closing thoughts, Miss Andrea. Great movie. I'm glad I saw it again. Miss Nancy? I really enjoyed it, and I like the idea of going after your dreams, but um, don't, don't disconnect from your loved ones and don't not listen to people that care about you. Yeah, and, and I think this was just one of the best Disney movies we've seen so far. It's just, wow, what what production, what music, what fun. But that, my folks, uh, folks I have uh, bad news. We have reached the end of our show. Aww. Thank you so much for joining us, Nancy. What a treat. <laughs> and uh, our next episode is going to be DuckTales the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamb. All right. Get excited. All right. Well, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Oh, glad you're here. All right, everyone. Until next time.